long, long time ago in a land far away, and I was a struggling screenwriter, and I was cranking out original material. That was my thing. I figured the only way I could make my, I mean, I wasn't, you know, a pusher and a pounder and a yeller, and the only way I was going to make myself a, a, a inevitable was to keep writing and keep writing and make myself inevitable through a pile of good to great scripts. And that's pretty much the path, the path I took. And I had a great idea about a, a war that takes, took place at the very beginning of the Civil War. It was an Alan Pinkerton story. And I pitched it all over town. I had a good agent at the time, pitched it all over. I said, yeah, yeah, good story, good story. We don't want it. We don't make, at the moment, the word was, we don't make historical pictures. At that time, they were very expensive. Hey, costumes. Hey, sets, locations, means, you know, moolah. So I said, fine, and then my agent advised me to move. Okay, fine, well, now we know, move on. And I said, you know, uh, I want to uh, give me a couple of months because I'm going to write this anyway. I really like this story. I think this is a really good story, and I want to write it. He said, you're nuts, but okay. So I wrote it, and I really liked it. And we tried it again in script form and, you know, got the same response. Nobody wanted to do it. And I said, okay. But I know in my heart it's a good script. So I put it away. It was, I forget exactly, but eight or nine years later, a producer, a very charming, sweet producer, by the name, uh, Wendy Deitman was her name, uh, she calls me up and says, you know, Eric, you know that, that Civil War thing you had? D d do you still have that? Is, is that available? Is it available? <laughs> <laughs> she said, Would you, could you send that over? At that time, she was working at TNT. I was producing with, with another, uh, you know, strong, <laughs> very strong producer at TNT. And at TNT, it was uh, TNT that brought back the epic, the, the historical epic, that's part of what they were interested, I guess he was interested in, you know, that kind of material or something. Yeah. So I sent it over and within, I don't know, eight or, eight or ten weeks we had a deal and within 18 or 20 weeks they were in pre-production and the, that's one of the ones of my originals that got made. So how did they have a copy of the script again? I'm sorry. You had sent it out but she, she wasn't there. She didn't have a copy. Yeah. She only remembered it. She remembered it. She had read the whole script back in the day. And she was somewhere else? Yeah, she was somewhere else ah, and, and, okay. and, doing, mm. and doing something else. But I guess the point here for screenwriters everywhere is all of your original material has a shelf life. It's not that you give it a shot, everybody says no, and you contemplate suicide, and you put it in the closet and carry on. Right? It's, that's not it. Um, the cycles of what they are willing to purchase or option or consider actually making, the, the cycles keep changing. At one point, nobody would touch a historical epic with a 10-foot pole. And uh, some years later, there was somebody looking for one. And my, my career, during those years, uh, 23 years, whatever it was, my career as a screenwriter went around three times. You know, hot to cold, to hot to cold, to, you know, three times, three full times. 
And every single time when things were cooling down, things sometimes that had nothing to do with me, you know, a project goes bad and you happen to be associated with it or it had something to do with it and then it splashes over on you, people cool for a while. Every single time the way I got back in the game was with a new original screenplay. That's uh, your line of defense. You can't be lazy. You cannot be lazy. You must continually be working on original material.